0: In this episode of the empire builders podcast nick shares his number one biggest piece of marketing advice you've got to hear it also he's going to be talking about social media email campaigns subject lines and other great marketing tips and tricks that you've just got to listen to enjoy Hello, and welcome to Empire Builders, the place for entrepreneurs, business owners, and experts who want to build an epic empire. I'm Nick James, and thanks for joining me here today. In this episode, I'm gonna be talking about the one big piece of advice that I'd give to anyone who's marketing, advertising, their products, their services, their programs. I have spent... um, (laughs) Over the years, more than I would care to add up, it's certainly in the millions of pounds on advertising, on marketing campaigns. Um, I've probably had more failures than successes over that time. Um, but I've come to the conclusion um, that, like, there will always be, of course, fads, things that work. You know, week in, week out, month in, month out. So, like, you know, there'll be the latest algorithm change. There'll be all these different kind of things. Um, but I think there are some foundational principles and rules that are forever true. Um, and so, the first, the main one that I want to cover in today's episode, this one big piece of advice I've got when it comes to advertising and marketing is that you got to make sure that your ads, your advertising doesn't look like advertising and that's going to sound really bizarre and counterintuitive but think about it this way um really when when you stop and think about it no one really likes being sold to but people love to buy um and so what I like to do with my adverts and I'll tell you how this came about shortly but what I like to do with my adverts is is create campaigns that don't really feel like they're selling, but they kind of are. Um, I suppose it's one of the principles I talk about a lot: the, this idea of serving, seeding, selling, and closing, um, rather than just constantly sell, sell, sell. So, um, yeah, I think the the principle really is to make your adverts not look like ads. So, how, how do you how do you apply that? So, think about um, if you've got a, an email list, a database. Whenever you send an email out. Like, what subject line could you use that wouldn't make it look like a marketing email? So some of the best performing subject lines I've ever had in terms of open rate, in terms of click-through rate, in terms of engagement, in terms of sales, um, in terms of number of people replying and engaging with my email content, have been subject lines that don't look like your average marketing subject line. So the, the ones that I hate would be like, it's like a traditional advertising headline how you can do x y and z that doesn't really work on an email subject line the best best performing email subject lines the ones that create curiosity that don't look like ads so um, for example whenever i um do a promotion not always but if i'm if i'm ever doing a promotion for one of my um joint venture partners or, or people that I've collaborated with um, so often I'll collaborate with people like Rob Moore or Ryan Pinnick um, Andy Harrington these guys that I've done a lot of business with over the years a great subject line that I've used and you can steal this and use it in your next email campaign if you're doing a joint venture or a collaboration is literally just their name so like one of the best open rates I ever had was an email that I sent out and the subject line was literally just Andy Harrington that was it and we got a crazy amount of opens because it doesn't look like it's it's not find out how andy harrison went from zero to a multi seven figure speaking business that looks like an ad and so making it like disarming it and making it look like it, it creates curiosity it creates and by the way of course your subject lines need to be relevant directly relevant to the content of the email um but that 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 subject line, I've used it again, uh, I've recycled it on many occasions whenever I've done partnerships, collaborations, joint ventures with other people in our industry. So, um, and again, that's one example, but there are tons of different ways that you could create subject lines um, that don't look like adverts. That's the that's the principle really when it comes to your emails. Um, same thing for any kind of posts you're doing on social media. Remember, social media Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram—all these platforms—that they—they weren't designed originally for businesses for people to use as marketing platforms. They were designed for people to connect and to share their lives. And so, um, you know, the more you can make your ads, your posts on these platforms look like the thing that. The platform was intended for in the first place, the better results you're likely to get. So, um, here's a well, I'll tell you this straight away the best performing posts I make on social, only every single time, are posts that have pictures in them normally of me and my family. So, if the, the I think the one still to this day, that got the most engagement, the post that I put on social that had the most engagement was when um, I I just bought my my new house. And there was a photo of me, Nat, and the kids stood outside on the drive in front of the new house. And and the post that I put with it was around, um, you know, it was a content post predominantly. It wasn't really an... wasn't there wasn't a call to action at the end of it to go go and register for this webinar here or anything like that albeit there could have been and it would have performed great um but i think the reason the post performed so well was because it didn't look like an ad so it was a content post um but it was the the bit that we used to attract people in was um uh, it was the image of me and nat and the kids outside the house that was what got people's attention and that's what facebook and LinkedIn, uh, well, Facebook in particular, and Instagram in particular, were you were built for, was for you to share significant things that are going on in your life. Um, LinkedIn, of course, is probably more business professional, but still, I believe the same rings true. Um, Here's a specific example. This was the first time I really grasped this idea of having your ads not look like ads. Um, So as you might know, um, I run an event called Expert Empires. Um, it's our flagship event. We run it a few times a year um, when you know we're allowed to, and the whole country isn't locked down as it is right now. Um, so, uh, in two thousand and eighteen, we had Grant Cardone over to the UK for the first time ever, um, and he was our headline speaker for Expert Empires. Um, and so, a lot of our ads that we put out, predominantly on Facebook, um, were featured him featured grant cardone to attract people to click on the ad and then come through to our website and find out more about buying tickets and so we we spent quite a lot of money on advertising for that event and testing different ads different types of ads different copy different images um and this was the first time that i really grasped this idea so we, we split tested there was um three different images And the copy on these tests was all exactly the same, but there was three different images. One was an image of Cardone standing on stage speaking at an event. Now, you might think that was the most relevant image because that's exactly what we were selling. We were selling tickets to see him speak live at an event. The second image was him standing in front of his private jet with the GC initials on the tail. Um, And the third image was a selfie that he'd taken. I think it was in the gym or something. Um, And the selfie of him in the gym, so it's quite up close to his face. It wasn't like professionally, it wasn't a headshot or professional shoot or anything like that. It was literally something you took on his phone. That outperformed the other two ads three to one. And so I remember seeing this thinking, that is crazy. Like, You would think that the photo of him with the jet created more credibility, wouldn't you? You would think that the photo of him on stage would be more appealing to the kind of people that would buy tickets to see him on stage because it's relevant. Often I find with advertising, logic goes out the window a little bit. Like I couldn't really find a logical reason why a rough around the edges selfie that was taken in the gym would outperform these images that were you know credibility building authority and positioning I couldn't make any sense of it and and the only conclusion I could come to was that people wanted or were more engaged with an ad that didn't look like an ad so from there I just kept testing the same thing and every time since then that we've run events with headline speakers and we've done this a bunch of times that all, and by the way, we've kept testing it and it's always been the case, to the point where now we pretty much only use images for our ads that are like selfies that are not the usual advertising stock image that you would see used. Um, so, you know, for any anything that goes on social, I think, you know, something that involves family... Stuff like selfies that you you know lifestyle type images, not stuff that looks like an ad. I can't say it enough. The secret, as far as I can see, to advertising in this day and age in 2020 is to have your marketing, your advertising, not look like marketing and advertising. Because remember, like no one really likes being sold to. If somebody's scrolling through their Facebook feed, um, think about my business, which is predominantly an events, a training company. Um, if someone's scrolling through facebook chances are they're not scrolling through facebook or linkedin or instagram going oh i'm looking for something like i'm looking for an event that i might be interested in to buy a ticket to to grow my business that's not what they're looking for they're scrolling through going oh what's going on in the world and then if they're a fan of grant cardone or david goggins or lewis howes or or, or, or um uh fabian Fredrickson or any of the other headliners we've had um speak on stage at our events they're scrolling through and they're a fan of that person and they see a lifestyle shot of that person that stops them in their tracks and then of course they see the copy and go oh wow you know um Fabienne or grant or david or or gary v or whoever is coming to london to speak at this event oh, i'm gonna go and click and check it out but the thing that got their attention in the first place was the ad that didn't look like the ad um other ways that you can do this. I mean, there's some great examples. Of course, um, if if you look at most of the most successful um, advertising campaigns on our TVs now, and of course, you know, TV probably in the traditional sense is a dying media. Um, look at the adverts that get most um, that get most attention. Um, they're not adverts that make you um, that sell you a product. There are adverts that make you feel a certain way. Just just think about the, um, around Christmas time, you know, um, uh, in the UK, uh, John Lewis um, always put out a great ad, and now a lot of other big retail companies have followed suit. So Sainsbury's, and I'm sure it's the same all over the world in the States as well. The, The big retailers, they're not advertising now why their product or service is better. They're advertising. That they're basically using their marketing budget to make you feel a certain way. Um, you know, and so they've got these amazing stories they put out, you know, around Christmas. And I'm a big softy, so you know, I'll watch these stories and I'm crying in front of the TV. And then they put their logo up and it reminds you that, you know, they're a great company and it makes you feel a certain way. So the advertising that is most successful, I believe, in this day and age is advertising that does not look like advertising. Um, one of my favourite marketing campaigns of all time, um, and if you've not seen it, you've got to search for it. Go to YouTube and search for Dollar Shave Club, um, and this this effectively was a um, a startup, uh, a fledgling business that sold razor blades online, um, and you know they're competing with Gillette who, you know, are, um, I mean, I wouldn't even know. Like, a, I'm sure a, um, they're probably owned by a multi-billion dollar uh, corporation, I, I suspect. And, you know, they're, they're competing with these guys with a funny viral ad. Um, and the guy actually that that's, um, that founded, co-founded the company um, had a background as a, a stand-up comedian. And so he, he created this funny ad, which is designed, of course, to sell, razor blades but really the reason it was so successful and you know they make the point in the ad yes the razor blades are high quality and yes they're good value for money and yes they'll ship them straight to you so they're convenient they all of the traditional hooks that you would want in advertising were there but the reason that the campaign was successful was because the marketing, in the, the advert didn't Look like an ad. It was entertaining. It's funny. It's kind of crazy. Um, and I remember I, I first saw it because somebody had shared it on social media, and I've now um, just told you about it here on my podcast. And I'm sure there'll be a, you know, there'll be hundreds of people now that will go and visit the Dollar Shave Club website to watch the ad, and um, some might even become customers. Uh, and it's because the ad doesn't look like an ad because first and foremost. The purpose of the ad is to entertain and get your attention and make you feel a certain way so that you might share it on social media, so that you might tell your friends about it, so that people like me might tell you about it on my podcast, which reaches thousands of people. It's free advertising for them. I mean, how much money would Dollar Shave Club have needed to have spent to get their message in front of thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people on a paid campaign. I'm willing to bet, and I don't know, but I'm willing to bet that the budget for creating this ad was in the, certainly not more than 10,000. It was probably in the in the low thousands of dollars. Um, and I'd be willing to bet that that, that campaign, that, that ad has produced multi millions uh, of dollars in revenue. Um, probably tens or even hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue. Um, So have a think about it. Think, how can I possibly, based upon what I've talked about here on this episode, how can I make my advertising not look like advertising? How can I make my emails that I send out to my database or to my audience or to my clients, how can I make them not look like a sales email? So that, you know, the subject line intrigues them. The subject line hooks them in, makes them open it. Not from a, oh, I wonder what there is to buy today, but from a, oh, I'm curious as to what the content inside this email is and then of course your job in the email is to put great content in we, we found um of course you know I'm recording this if you you might be listening to this at any point in the future but I'm recording this um in June 2020 and and so you know we can't run live events um we're we're in lockdown and so over the last 3 months we've been doing a lot of events and a lot of training a lot of content online and so you know I'm I'm Pretty much, you know, most of the time we've got some kind of uh, online masterclass or training or event that we're promoting, and so I've had to find fresh, different ways of doing it. And so what we found over the last few months is that whenever we have an online event that we're that we're advertising, um, the way that I do that is by doing exactly what I've said here in this episode. So we'll have um, uh, something that's content based. So we'll talk about um, we'll talk about why it's important like we'll, we'll educate people in the ad rather than the ad being just hey i've here's what i've got for you go and buy it or go and click here to go and get it um it's there's a whole story that goes behind it i'll talk about my personal experiences i'll talk about what's working in my business i'll talk about clients and what they're doing that's working for them and how they're succeeding so it's all story based leading into the action rather than just being advert 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 sale 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 um, so hopefully you've enjoyed this little episode today, all about how you can make your ads not look like ads, whether that's images you're using on social, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, whether it's the copy, the content you use, whether it's the subject lines of your emails, just be, always be filtering through the lens of how can I make this not look like an ad how can i make it not look like just another marketing campaign how can i make this look like it's entertaining how can i make this look like it's valuable it's content rich it's not just trying to sell something and i think when you filter your marketing your advertising campaigns through that lens um, you'll get way more engagement you'll actually get way more sales bizarrely um, by almost not selling Uh, all the time to your audience. So um, that's it for today. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed making it. As always, take care and I'll see you soon. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to Empire Builders. Please subscribe, leave us a review on Apple, on Spotify, on other platforms and uh, share the love, tell your friends. Remember till next time, the more you connect, the more you collect.